All right, what's up? What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Good Stories Why Relationships Matter by Goody Nation. I am Joey Womack, founder and CEO, and you are in for an absolute treat today. We have some amazing stories by some amazing founders who are also amazing mothers. So today we'll be talking about the intersection of motherhood and also entrepreneurship. And so before we get right into it, want to give a little bit of context around what Goody Nation does and why we think it's important. So at Goody Nation, we're focused on both diverse founders and social entrepreneurs from all backgrounds. And we're focused on closing the relationship gap for them. Now, what this means is that we found that the most Successful entrepreneurs typically are connected to influential people. Usually, usually that means people that are tied to uh, top companies, but also people that graduated from top colleges and, and universities. And so at Goody Nations, we're focused at taking awesome people from these backgrounds and then connecting them to other awesome people. And we think awesome things will happen. But enough about me and what we do at Goody Nation. I'm ready to get into some, some good stories. So I want to kick it to the founders for some quick intros. And after we do the round of intros, we'll get into their origin story. So Liberty, I'll kick it to you to start off. Greetings, everyone. So happy to be here. Thank you for curating this conversation. I'm Liberty White with Chosen Media. We're about 14 years old. And we're a video marketing agency headquartered in Atlanta. And we opened an office in Toronto. So sometimes I'm going back and forth. So I can't wait to talk about how to make stuff like that happen. But we worked with the WNBA, UNCF, and essentially helping them create their video content, live stream production. Um, in the last year and a half, we have launched a product, Chosen Media Kids, and we're in the pre-seed phase, and Goody Nation definitely has been a part of our story there. And it's a platform to create content for young Black kids so that they can see themselves as the heroes, leaders, and stars of their own story. So um, a great fit for a mom founder to be producing um, that type of content. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Shante, give a quick intro. Hey everyone, I'm Shante Frazier, CEO and co-founder of WellCapped, which is only a year old. Um, we like to call WellCapped Rent the Runway for Wigs. Our members pay $100 or $65, depending on the plan, a month to rent a wig. We handle the washing, sanitization, and restyling of the wig. Um, since launching a year ago, we have um, been on a TV show with Revolt, sponsored by Target, by Revolt TV. Um, we placed first in the Black New Venture competition hosted by HBS. Um, we also placed third in the Roadmap to Billions Black Women Taught Tech um, pitch competition. So we have a lot of exciting things going on. We just opened up our website on Monday, March 14th. So it's been, um, it's been an exciting and fun week. Um, I recently, yeah, we have a lot of things going on, but we'll dive more into that later on. Awesome. 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 And last but not least, uh, Emily. Hi, I'm Emily Brown. I'm the founder and CEO of Free From Market. We're a digital health company in the foodist medicine space, bringing together personalized food selection, telehealth nutrition coaching, and measurement of health outcomes all in one platform. And that's important because one in three Americans has a chronic condition where a special diet is required, and we're helping those who need it the most. And you know, this conversation is so appropriate. I have two daughters that have chronic conditions that really led me to this work, and it's so critical. We know mothers are, you know, 
they keep everyone running well. And so I'm excited to really discuss how we can, um, how Gibby Nation has impacted our work. Awesome, 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 awesome. So we'll kick it over to Liberty. We'll, let's get into these origin stories, right? I, I really want to hear, you know, how did you get to where you are today? And, you know, even the intersection of, of, of motherhood there. So so what's, what's, your, what's your prequel? What's your origin story? Yeah, so I'm Canadian, uh, dual citizenship, but I'm born in Toronto, Canada. So interestingly enough, all a lot of my friends growing up were DJs. So we spent a lot. Of, I spent a lot of time at the community radio station. I'd be answering phones, maybe reading flyers back in the day when you had flyers to go to to go to events. But that's not what I went to school for. I went to school for sociology and minor um, in English and French. But around like my third year in school, I was like, you know what? This web stuff, because that's when you know the internet and and building websites were was a thing. So I was like, maybe I could, while I'm at school, go also to a college program and learn how to develop websites. So then I can be in school and make some money on the side. And now, like hindsight being 2020, it's like I was hustling <laughs> from like college, but not even really realizing that it was just an idea to make some some side cash. But lo and behold, that media side of me, but then also the digital side in its infancy is what helps get me to the U.S. and doing a program in Dallas, a journalism program, and then working at Rolling Out and Rolling Out's head office is here in Atlanta. And that brought me here to, um, to Atlanta as the web director. So that wasn't even my main program at school. And, and that's part of when I even think about how we educate our, our kids today is like really being able to look at the things that they naturally gravitate to and what they're passionate about, because it was events and digital and how those worlds have collided to ultimately birth chosen media. And um, and again, while I was at Rolling Out and just before I left, it was, I remember riding on the martyr buses and seeing a TV screens on the buses and the content was like LA and New York and all this stuff. And it just hit me one day, like I'm in Atlanta and like there's all these amazing places here and there's, it, I don't see any content on the screens. And that's when I was like, oh, you know what? We'll, we'll create a show. So we created a show only in the A and that's really what sparked like even getting connected to the early, early days of the startup uh, community here in Atlanta was by being able to tell people stories and go to the startup events and go to the hackathons and and cover, you know, cover stories from, from that perspective. So it, it's just interesting how, how life has a way of um, working itself out. And then fast forward, I spent some time and but then that was also around the time of the market crash. So like this brilliant idea <laughs> and getting our content um, on the buses. And then that company went belly up. So I was like, oh, I can buy the assets because it'd be pennies on a dollar. What, what is like a 20 something year old just like, oh, I, I can buy it. And I didn't realize how much that really took. But I look at that experience of, um, you know, trying to getting a lawyer, building out the business plan, all of those elements. And then sometimes your dream, because I thought that would have been perfect to launch this, you know, multimedia, multinational network. It, it didn't pan out. But Going back to the digital skills, that's when we went online because that was the early days of YouTube and, you know, creating mm -hmm. content from there. And um, I guess just like fast forward now to then actually having a child. And that that was a, that was a tough transition. But thankfully, working online, it was getting clients doing social and doing digital marketing because while I'm 
up in the day and night with her, then I could be up because all it, people are looking for your results. They don't necessarily worry about when you clock in and when you don't. So I would definitely say, and then I was able to work at General Assembly and that was a, a, a toss up between, you know, work, daughter and, and clients. And mm-hmm. it, it's something that you can't, like people can tell you or try to tell you how to plan, but if you are not, it's something that you just got to walk a mile, you know, walk a mile in your shoes. And I didn't have a lot of friends who were founders and with kids because it's a little bit different when you are, you know, whether it being plugged into a nine to five and you're going into the office and maybe your child might be at daycare or in school where it's like, no, we are in each other's presence around the clock. So just the strategies, you know, to make that work. So that, that, that's where, that's where it is, but I've been able to make it work. And she's actually been part of the inspiration because even in, it was actually a few years, even though we just started with the company um, for Chosen Media Kids, it was like braiding my daughter's hair one day and she's scrolling through YouTube. And I was like, ah, she's scrolling. I'm like, I don't see anyone that looks like her. Mm. And it's like, well, mom, who does media, daughter, (laughs) you know, and just just having that all collide. And now the years of experience, the years of working um, with different with different PR people, it's like, you know, just being in the right position and qualified to bring this to life. So, again, I I keep saying it's just interesting how things work out, how God has that all um, work out for you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Shantae, let's get into your origin story. Yeah, so I'm living here in Atlanta. You could probably hear it outside, but I'm living here in Atlanta. I'm from Ohio, um, but spent a lot of time in Atlanta during undergrad. I went to Spelman um, and then got my MBA from NYU and was consulting at PwC. So my path is a little bit different into entrepreneurship from other people. I was consulting, knew I wanted to do something on my own, knew I wanted to start a company, but didn't have an idea. So I went through a um, venture studio through Generator. And the way it works is they give you capital. Um, so they gave $100,000 to come up with an idea. So the first four weeks are you going through, pre- um, through the ideation process and pitching a new idea every week. Um, my first one was terrible. The second one was a good one. I'm going to go after it later on in life. But the third <laughs> one, I um, came from my aunt. We were talking about the cost of hair. I was complaining on the phone. I had a hair appointment. She said, you know, someone needs to come up with rent a runway for um, weave and wigs. I was like, that's a crazy idea. But then I thought about it and was like, it's a brilliant idea. So I started like mapping out what infrastructure had to be in place, what it had to look like, um, how it would work, what the transitions would look like in processing, out processing, and just started going after it full speed. But at the same time, I was working um, full time for PwC at the time, um, had part time work with them, which never happens. But because of COVID, they were um, more lenient with me. Then I was also had a one year old at the time. I was still trying to work out. Um, so was doing a lot of things at once, was waking up at five in the morning, going to bed on some nights at one in the morning. Mm. So I think I was on my way to pick up my daughter and I fell asleep from daycare and I fell asleep at a red light. And I knew at that point, like, I can't keep, this is unhealthy. 
I could not keep running at this speed. So I knew I had to bring on a co-founder, but had no clue how I was going to do it, what the equity split would be, what that would look like. So I made, I went home, journaled, made a short list of five people who would be good co-founders from my personal network, um, prayed on it, and you know how we do. <laughs> so I prayed <laughs> on it, um, and then I sat on that for three months. I was still running, well-capped in the background, working full-time, doing a lot of stuff. Um, when the person who was at the top of that list had reached out to me, happened to be in town, um, and we ended up meeting up for lunch. And I didn't tell her that I was considering her for a co-founder. And I had no clue at the same time she was praying for some type of um, opportunity where she could go into a company that was already started um, and start working there. Um, so it ended up, the stars ended up aligning. Um, I called her out the blue one day after I had like the go feeling, the green light from God, called her out the blue, asked her if she would be my co-founder, um, brought her on board and we've been running 20 times the speed ever since. So it's been, it's been a long year, but a good one. Nah, nah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love how, and I'm hearing some similarities, how things are lining up. Um, between uh, uh, from Liberty and Shantae's perspectives, let's let's kick it over to Emily. And what's 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 that origin story of yours? Yeah, so the origin of Free from Market really begins eight years ago. Um, I have I mentioned before that I have two daughters that have chronic conditions where a special diet is required, and you know I was a a, a young mother looking for resources to help us to help them stay healthy. And we, you know, like many Americans during tough economic times, were on federal assistance. So we were on WIC, we were on SNAP, and I couldn't get the foods that we needed. It was a real struggle. And then I went to a food pantry and couldn't get the foods I needed there either. And it was just kind of this aha moment, like, this is an unmet medical need. You know, the foods that my kids needed to stay healthy were part of the standard of care and in many ways, the only standard of care, you know, the, the treatment for their condition was, was avoiding common foods. And that was the only way we managed. And I thought this just can't be, we, that we've got to do something about this. And so actually I initially started a nonprofit uh, and that nonprofit is still growing and, and doing well. Uh, but the work of that organization was to, to put those special dietary foods in food pantries and food banks. And so that work consumed me uh, for the last seven years. And through that work, you know, I began to work with hospitals and payers and patients and really understand, you know, the, the patient problem that I experienced as a mother was common across all of these disease states. And that problem is, you know, you, you go to the doctor, you have a, a diagnosis or blood work comes back, you know, wrong, it's elevated, and you've got to make a change. But nobody tells you how to make the change. And you, you don't have the support that you need. And in many cases, you don't have access even to the foods that you need. You know, and we know that Affordability is an issue, but beyond that, one for Americans live in what the USDA terms a food desert. And so there are just all of these complex factors that make it really difficult. And so that very good work that I was doing in the nonprofit was great, but I realized it wasn't scalable. And that, 
you know, there's all these market forces that were going on, you know, the rise of social determinants of health and all of the hospitals starting to screen and, you know, for, for food insecurity, yet there wasn't a consistent resource that could get these foods to these families. And so that's where the idea of fruit farm market began. And so um, it's been an exciting ride over the last 12 months, you know, building our our MVP and working and getting that into hospital systems and working uh, with payers. And I, it just brings so much joy to me whenever we get a comment back from a patient on what this means to them. It, it's just, it's, it's life-changing and knowing that kids like my kids like mine in other communities will have the resources and the food that they need to be healthy. So, you know, my kids just inspire the work every day, but I certainly relate to Liberty and Shantae with just kind of all of the dynamics and challenges that we have to balance as mothers, as of founders and, and keeping it all together. There are definitely strategies that you have to use to, to keep it going. No, no, you're right. I mean, actually, let's, let's I mean, you, you teed it up. Let's, let's get right into it. I mean, um, Liberty, let's go into Tell us a little bit about, you know, being a mother and what it's like to be a, a founder as well. Yeah, so being a mother is awesome. My daughter is hilarious. Uh, I like to tell people she's seven. I like to tell them, like, she's me right now in a little person's body. Like, I, <laughs> I don't even know how to really, um, really handle that. But uh, as like just her curiosity and how she sees the world that also helps to inspire me to think about things different. And, you know, kids, when they're at that age, they ask a lot of questions. So that's, that's really helpful. But um, as it relates to being uh, a founder, it's like one of the things, and I'm pretty sure you ladies will be able to chime in this, on this too, is finding the balance. Like right now we're, we're raising. So that's being on the phone, that's sending out emails, that's trying to be, you know, on call for whatever comes through because you've got to act quickly. And, but then at the same time, realizing that balance, if you can even call it or try to find some harmony with like her time and what she needs. And a uh, perfect example, I was at, um, at an event and great event, great contacts, all of this. By the time I get home, I have a crying, crying kid who wants me to go and do this. And I'm, I'm burnt out. I'm tired because I spent all that, you know, energy in the room and, and networking. So there are just some things that realizing in the last year, I'd say is like how important self-care is a part of this, like mm. the balance, if you you say. So sometimes I really do have to say to her, you know, hey, little one, you know, okay, you go over here and you do this so that I can just breathe because if I'm, if I'm not good, I can't be good for her um, as well. And then I'll also add another point of just like how important the village is. Like as founders, we talk about the village, whether that being, you know, part of organizations like Goody Nation or having your founder squad. But that village, like if if I show up at a time when she's not in school, you know, she's you know, she's with somebody. She's she's someone else is is helping so that I can show up. So because we're working to build a legacy for our family. So uh, just balance self-care and, and the village. I, I um I gotta follow up to that, right? So if, if she's a miniature version of, of, of yourself, I'm gonna ask you if you I'm gonna ask it now, you think about it, I'm gonna, then I'm gonna give some context and say I'm gonna come back and ask you again. So 
do you see some things in her that makes you understand yourself better, especially by being an entrepreneur? So I have this thing about if you really want to understand your why and understand more about yourself, think back to the way you were when you were like in elementary school, fourth, fifth grade, maybe before the pressures of the world start, a society start to come upon you, for the most part. I mean, just generally speaking, right? Before you get to middle school and then you want to be popular and so on and so forth. I think like third, fourth graders or so are like, that's who you are as a human. And so, unless it's, it's so, so great point here, if you could hear that. Um, have you learned anything more about yourself by, by, by uh, observing your daughter? It's so interesting that you say it because she she really is like she's outgoing. She's really happy. She likes to make people smile. Like I remember um, like anytime we go in the grocery store and that's almost from like she was born and we'd be in the grocery store. She would do things. And I, I don't think intentionally just being her and changing somebody's you know day and they will come up to me after and say thank you so much and just like super, super nice. So. I, I see that, and I, but then I'm also like, I want to try to taper some of that because I think for me that there are just some opportunities that I let go too far because of being too mm. nice. I don't know if that's the way you were looking at it, but that's 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 one of the things that I, I saw for myself. No, nah, that's cool though. It's cool. I mean, I, I, and I can see that, right? I mean, I see like the huddles and stuff like that. You come there, you make everything, um, you, you raise the, the the temperature, the mood in the room, and stuff like that. I mean, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great quality. Um, especially as an entrepreneur, I mean, not to go too deep and I'm going to kick it to Shantae in a second, but relationships do matter. And, and it's, it's a little bit different in the virtual world the last two years, but being in person and having that ability to connect with another human and make another human feel better oftentimes leads to better business relationships. And that's how doors are open for people just in general. Right. So, um, no, nah, I love it. I love it. Um, so Chante, I believe you said you have a, a, a now two-year-old, right? Yeah. What's yeah. that? <laughs> what what's the kid like? I mean, and what's the what's the what's the experience of being a mom and an entrepreneur? Yeah, it's really it really is like looking in the mirror. Um, my daughter's favorite words are I got it. Um, so she's Miss Independent. She's got it all the time. Whenever I'm trying to help her, I got it, I got it. Um, but it really has taught me to be a better leader. Um, one, the importance of being organized. When I was in the military, I remember you had to fold your socks a certain way um, and put them in a drawer a certain way. And your T-shirts had to be on a certain side. And I never understood that. But keeping the house organized, keeping everything in its place really does save you a lot of time, especially when time is essential. Um, so being able to find things right away. So and scheduling things, making sure you don't have any calendar overlaps. Um, that level of organization is essential when you're trying to um, be a mother and be a founder. Um, the second thing is I learned how to say no. And I got that from my daughter. If she's uncomfortable with something or she doesn't want to do anything, she says no. And there's mm. just there's no room for compromise. We're learning. <laughs> I'm trying to teach her when it's appropriate to say no and when it's not. <laughs> She'll try to add a thank you to it so it sounds better. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> Can you pick up your socks? Um, but I, you really do have to learn how to say no. Shonda Rhimes has a good book about that, um, learning when to say yes and when, learning when to say no, um, and just setting those boundaries. Um, everything, it, 
when I was balancing PWC and the accelerator, um, everything's urgent. Everything needs to be done right away. So you have to figure out what's actually urgent. There's a quote that came from, I can't think of her name right now, but she mentioned um, juggling everything. When you're juggling everything, balls are going to drop and you have to figure out which of those balls are glass and which ones are plastic. Um, because some of them are going to drop and they're going to shatter, right? So you have to keep a close eye on those balls and the other ones will be able to bounce back. And I constantly think about that. So staying organized, uh, remembering how to say no, and then just remembering to have fun with it. Like there'll be times when I'm stressed out about, um, things going on with the fundraiser, things going on with the developers for the website, um, and I'll feel myself get intense. And my daughter, she doesn't know about any of that, nor does she care. She just wants to play. So I have to find myself just um, going outside and playing ball with her. And it really does put things back in perspective. <laughs> nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I got another comment. Um, but I do want to kick it over to, you know, let me say this, because I actually may forget. I apologize. This is so these these stories are awesome, and, and, it, and it reminds me that, and, I, and I'll say this: I think, unfortunately, many times in in business, and this is I think a, a view of of some, not not all, not many, and just just maybe some men. Whether you're in a small company like a startup, or whether you're in a large company, sometimes I've I've, I've heard and maybe even observed that that being a mother uh, is almost like a negative thing. There's there's a there's a disadvantage to it. And so what I'm learning just from these first two stories, I'm sure we'll hear from Emily as well on this is it actually makes you a better leader, a better person. Well, a better for sure, a better person, right? A better leader, a better founder, a better employee and things of that nature. So I think I'm going to put it out there to, you know, many other leaders, no matter who you are, what you look like, like don't think of, of, of mothers or those in the process of becoming mothers as, as not being effective. Right. Uh, and good and talented and and having the ability to make stuff happen. So Emily, want to kick it over to you. What's your experience like being, being a mother and an entrepreneur? I mean, I, I have, you know, I can say yes and amen to everything that Shantae and Liberty have said, you know, being a founder and being a mother, you, you have to be organized. You have to be intentional. And I think that's the word that really, um, I like to focus on. I remind myself that I may not be at every school event, but my daughters know that when I am not there, that I am doing work that is very important. And I like to think that I'm teaching them to live a complicated life. Hmm. I'm teaching them that they can pursue their dreams, whatever those dreams may be. And I actually posted on LinkedIn, um, it might have been about a month ago at this point, but my oldest, who is 10 and in fourth grade, and very much like Joey said, that that age is so special because you really start to learn your your gifts and your talents and discover what you're into. But my daughter, you know, during the pandemic has been sitting and watching me, you know, birth this new company and you know, we're in the middle of a raise and we're talking about, you know, she's listening to my conversations and she presented me one morning with her business plan. Wow. And it's this it's this great business to rival BarkBox because we got a dog during the pandemic and have you know been ordering their their products. And she's, you know, 
working through market analysis and she's using all these terms that I know she's sitting sitting in and listening and hearing me have these conversations with, with our partners and our team. And it just reminds me that even when it gets hard and it's challenging that I'm showing my kids and I'm leading by example about what you can do when you not only have a dream and a, a gift or an idea, but you pursue it relentlessly mm. when you don't give up and you build that resilience. So, you know, motherhood for me, you know, has has really been the engine for all of the work that I've done in my business. My kids are my inspiration. They keep me going. Definitely have to have those strategies and support. And I would be remiss, you know, we're talking about relationships. You know, I think the saying used to be behind every good good man, there's a good woman. And I'd say, well, behind this good woman is a good man. Mm. And, you know, my husband is holding it down when I fly out for a conference or I'm doing work. He's there at home with the girls leading them. You know, it's, it's spring break right now. I'm having this conversation. They're all upstairs. So, you know, it, it does take a village and it, 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 it really, um, it's a good example to our, to our young kids on what we can do when we work together. Nice. Nice. Oh man, that's, that's super powerful. Super powerful. A, a few things. Um, we have people in chat. So I, I believe it's a like Claretta Lewis. Uh, she may have been responding back to Shantae's, uh, Quote, I think came from perhaps Nora Roberts. Right, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few people in chat see Don there and Kimberly Evans and stuff like that. Um, no, powerful. I, and so, so it's, it's, it's interesting too. So, so Emily, you mentioned about your your daughter modeling you, and 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 what I'll just say, you all, well, I already know you all. So <laughs> I can success with a fair bit of confidence, but also just hearing your stories, amazing leaders and, and inspiration there. I think back to to my own mother. So it's, it's, it's ironic considering what I do now, which amounts to business coaching. I mean, if you want to simple, make it super simple, right? I feel like we do more than that. But my mother uh, was a ran a small business assistance center growing up. Uh, actually, my first ever exposure to computers. This is, I think, she may she may uh, have to correct me on some of these dates, but I want to say it was like the late late eighties. So I'm like you know nine ten years old. Uh, I remember going to this small little office. She's like one, she's like leading it, maybe one other person there. First time seeing the computer, seeing these entrepreneurs come in there and ask her for help. And she's trying to find them assistance with capital. Now these are, it's, it's a different day and age. And this is Mobile, Alabama. It's part of a, a junior college. Um, so the type of capital they're looking for is a little bit different than, than venture. Um, but having to sit there and, well, yeah. I was made to sit there and listen, but I absorbed a lot, a lot too. And she's a phenomenal um, example. And so she's, I mean, I'm just like her, like she's a super, she's like a human Facebook, right? I mean, that's, you know, really, so her, so me being a connector and like another form of Facebook, but also her being essentially a business coach um, has shaped what I do without me even realizing it. Um, and I know you all are going to do or are, are doing and can, will continue to do the same thing for your children. Um Joey, can I jump on that um, for a second of just like you um, saying 
that, you know, being in the same space with her and what that has probably also done for your confidence. I remember we were at a birthday party last week and the kids were drawing and my daughter was like, because I'm going to be an artist. And she kept saying this, I am going to be. And I, it's not like I walk around doing affirmations. And I heard one of the other mothers say, like, she's so confident, like she knows exactly what, you know, she's going to do. And I know that's part of being around and because letting her like she's also producing some of the, you know, some of the yeah. shows. So just reinforcing that, as has been said, like they're watching us, you know, and, and they have us as their role models as well. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I um, it, it, well, this is conversational. So if you all have any questions, you can uh, you can ask each other as well. I mean, you know, I, I, I'll say this. Um, we'd love to hear maybe some, you know, your thoughts on on how relationships have also helped you all just in your in your in your business, right? So, I believe like Shante, we first met. I believe it was an intro from from Scott. Uh, from Scott, uh, and I actually need to, uh, to 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 follow back up with him, but. But but Liberty, I mean, for you and I know you're having kind of extensive, you know, business experience or, or entrepreneur experience. Um, and, I, and I hate to even say this because I hate when people like ask. I don't necessarily hate it. But when I'm asked to, to name specific people, I feel like I don't want to do it because I don't want to leave anybody off because like my list is like extensive of people that like have helped me out. But are there any stories of just folks that have really kind of stuck out to you in terms of um, creating inflection points in your in your business life? Uh, I'll speak most recently to um, sometime last year, a cross between like, you know, this, so we've got Goody Nation, um, James Oliver with the Parentpreneur community. Mm. So there's some parents there. So like Veronica Woodruff, Tamara, mm. um, Blanca and Kristen, she's out in DC, but it was from us being like in similar circles. And then they were doing um, a live stream, just talking about their businesses and then also being single moms. So James referred me and then I came along to help them produce it. But they're like, but Liberty, you're also a single mom. You should be on this panel. Mm -hmm. And so we have this conversation uh, a year ago now on Women's History Month. And then now there's, we are now this group of single mom mm. founders, because that's like a, that's another dynamic to mm. be the the person mm. and building your business and raising your child. So, you know, it, I, I'll use that as an example, especially because we're talking about moms, but that there are synergies, you know, in, in these groups and being able to have someone who now we're all looking out for each other. We're sharing, you know, we're sharing grants, we're sharing contacts, we're sharing. So now it's not just like one, but there's this brain trust, again, similar to Goody Nation and Parentpreneur and, and that. So I would say for myself, and even though, as you said, right, like, I've been doing this for a long time. It's just recently that I've taken off like the marketing hat for, for my business and been more like, okay, founder wise and building these relationships because I've always been capturing everyone doing that, but now being on this side and, and it's, it's really different and it, it's good because of the, the highs and lows, the roller coasters that we go on in this space. I love it. I love it. Uh, Shante? Yeah, I can confidently say that Well-Capped would not be the company it is today without the people we had opening doors for us, like doors we never even thought to knock on. Um, so people like yourself, Joey, um, our advisor, McKeever Conwell, got us mm. our first check from someone we had never even met before, had a conversation with. Um, even when I think back to like relationships I was 
I had um, planted the sheet for prior to having an idea for WellCapped. So an example would be I had, before business school, I applied for a job with Bevel, um, mm. just a razor for black men. I got flown out to Cali for the interview and then like never, I didn't get the job. But I stayed in touch with Tristan and I believe her name was Carol. So anytime like anything was happening, I would reach out to him, um, just tell him congratulations. Most of the times he didn't respond. But when I had the idea for Well Kept, I reached out to him and asked him if he had 15 minutes like to talk on the phone just to get some advice. And that call ended up being an hour. And now he's going to be one of our lead investors and he's our advisor. So just little things like that. When I look back on um, people in Atlanta, I'm not I'm from Ohio, but a lot of people have went out their way to like introduce us to different stylists, designers, uh, made us think about the business in a way I wouldn't have considered. Um, even when I think about people who have been doing my hair for years, um, our conversations and the way they made me mm. think about things differently. So yeah, I could say confidently that without like people um, just from the goodness of their heart going out their way for us, we would not be where we are today. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, it, it actually, Shantae, I'm saying this. I need to follow up with you something with the intersection of Spelman and entrepreneurship. But um, Emily, yeah, what, what about you? Yeah, I'd say it's the same for us. Um, you know, we wouldn't be here where we are today um, with the traction that we have without the relationships that have really been critical to the growth of our business. Um, and I, you know, I can name several people. You know, Greg and Elise Bates have been there from the beginning and have really been believers opening up doors for us. Um, certainly Javier uh, Evelyn from Allergy, who introduced us, Joey, um, at Good Nation has been just a wonderful founder friend, you know, also on the journey and understands the road that we're we're on. And so um, he has he has opened up many doors and just a host of partners um, who've come in to um, help us. Again, like Shante said, think about the business differently and really uh, help us develop our product. Um, you know, Ashley Koff with Better Nutrition has also helped us really think through kind of how we do our, our nutrition work. And so it's just been a host of relationships. And, you know, I am definitely a non-traditional founder, you know, didn't go to business school. And so for me, it's, you know, building those relationships over this journey has been important and uh, it has definitely been the key to success. Nice, 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 nice. So we have, yeah, a few more minutes, maybe 10 or so, but um, I'd like to talk about the future if y'all don't mind. I mean, y'all are working on some really interesting things. Would love to hear, you know, what, what you all are excited about moving forward. I mean, Shantae, you kind of alluded to some things you're, you know, you're excited about Liberty. I come to you first. I mean, what's, what are you excited about moving forward? I mean, working on anything interesting that's new? It's kind of an open, open, open forum for you to answer that. Yeah. So unequivocally, I am uh, excited about getting this money. Uh, <laughs> so raise, raise this money so that we can like full fledged because we're still in the like 
getting some grant money and and pushing out content and trying like it it'd be so much easier <laughs> with the money so that we can just work on um, you know getting even more traction so that but also the web3 space so we're looking at uh you know while it's more than just nfts um there's so much more but for us to leverage nfts so that we can possibly use that as an avenue for also introducing kids to that side of tech but then also using it to leverage some fundraising as well. So that I am, I'm super excited about, and we're probably going to document the journey uh, of that. So it, that's, those are two like super things that I'm, I'm excited about. Nice. Nice. Shante? Yeah, we have a lot of fun things on the roadmap. I'm excited about exploring the augmented reality space. So you can try out the wigs from the comfort of your home. Um, we're also looking at having some type of small physical space, but we haven't figured out what that meant. And then when you're thinking long term, three to five years from now, um, we're excited to expand beyond wigs. Um, there's a huge opportunity for a company that's able to put the right products in front of the right consumers right now in the beauty space. Um, the barriers to entry are lower than they've ever been. Anyone can create a lip gloss right now and put it on the site. It's just trying to figure out um, which products are for the right people and breaking through that noise. The way Netflix was able to put those indie films in front of the right people, we want to do that for beauty products. So we're excited. Right. Love it. Love it. Emily, what about you? Yeah, we're in the middle of a raise too. And so, you know, um, that's kind of top priority is getting through our first seed round and, you know, really looking forward to, you know, expanding our, our traction with our pipeline and getting into more hospitals and working with payers. And that excites me the most because what that means at the end of the day is that people have the food and resources they need to be healthy. You know, our, I guess, moonshot or big vision is really that that everyone will have access to those things. And it really is business as a force for good. Nice, 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 nice. I love it. I love it. Force for good. I actually got something right next to me says the same thing. Um, Liberty, I want to kick it. Let's kind of just hear like final thoughts from everyone. How can people get in contact with you or support or something like that? So um, any any final thoughts from today, Liberty? And also, how can how can they get in contact with you? Yeah, I'll start with you can reach me at Chosen Media. That's with a Z. So chosenmedia.co. And um, final thoughts is I really I shared earlier of just like that, that village. So any mom that's watching this right now and you're debating whether like, do I need to throw in the towel or maybe you're thinking about like just starting? Uh, I, I say start. Uh, and momentum is always, always key. And then finding, you know, finding a group where there are other founders, but then also finding other other moms. And don't be afraid to ask for help. I know that's like a, a, a woman thing, but then also as a mom thing, because we're just so used to just getting it done. And, and sometimes trying to get it done, trying to get all the things done is actually like a nemesis. And that way, when you are, you know, reaching out to your network and, and getting the help that enables you to not only, again, going back to that self-care, but being able to get the right things done. I remember Jewel Burke said this, uh, she said this, she says this a lot, but um, a few years ago, I think I might've been on, on Twitter and she said like the thing with founders is that there's so many things pulling at you, 
But what's most important is like making sure you're in the right rooms. And that's all the more important as a mom. Like I get invited to a lot of things and it's like, well, what's the right thing where I need to be not only for my business, but also am I going to get home in time, you know, things, things like that. So just ending on that note, it's like, yes, you can do it, but it's going to take work and just be prepared for that. Being intentional as, as Emily said. Awesome. Awesome. Shante? Yeah, um, I could be found at um, Shante at wellcap.com if you have any questions or just need advice for anything. Um, if you're interested in renting a wig, www.wellcap.com. Um, and then we're also on Instagram, Twitter, um, at wellcap. Um, and I'm at Shante, L-E-N-E 12. Um, my last piece of advice or tips, um, I would say remember to make time for yourself. Um, and I honestly mean that, like, take the time out, go get the facial, like, whatever, even if that's at home with a $20 Amazon steamer, take time for yourself. And then not to take you all to church, but um, when you do feel low on energy, remember that God is in the business of multiplying. Like one of his miracles was literally taking a small vase of oil and multiplying that. So whenever I feel low on energy or feel like I just don't have enough, um, I take it to God. And even if he doesn't provide you with the energy, he'll provide you with a resource to help you figure out um, how to get that done. So never feel guilty about asking for more oil. I love it. I love it. And Emily? Yeah, I can piggyback on that. I mean, it, I, I know where my strength comes from. And so I remember that even though I'm out here hustling, doing this work, I know it's him who gives me the strength and the mind to do it. And so I agree. Um, for me, I know, I know what that means for me. And so it's really important to center all of the things um, around your spiritual, physical, mental health. So take that time, take the rest, um, you know, I believe in taking the time to 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 rejuvenate, and and that is that comes directly from God. He He gives us a mandate to rest, and so um, that's really important when you are building um, a future with with your business, and when you're building a family. It, it it's so important as a mom. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can reach out to me at e brown at freefrommarket.com. I'm also here on LinkedIn and you can find me on other social platforms at Emily Brown Speaks. Awesome. 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 This was amazing. I, I mean, on, on, on so many levels, um, one, thank you all for, for being amazing founders. Thank you all for your sacrifice, your commitment, your hard work um, and being good humans being great mothers um, and also great program participants as well. And so, um, yeah, awesome, phenomenal, phenomenal episode. I think, you know, don't, don't tell anyone. This is like my favorite so far. Um, but, uh, and then everyone out there, please, please support their uh, their, their companies, uh, whether in the health space or you're looking to rent a wig or inspiring the next generation of kids. Um, so this wraps up this episode of Good Stories, Why Relationships Matter by Goody Nation. We'll see you all for the next episode. Peace out, y'all.